FIG Ministry presents the Catholic Influencers Podcast. Join me, Alyssa Aegis, and my co-hosts, Father Rob Gallia and Justine Cumbo, as we break open the upcoming Sunday Gospels and discuss relevant topics and life issues from a Catholic perspective. For a shorter, more reflective explanation of the Gospels, be sure to check out our sister podcast, Catholic Influencers, Father Rob Gallia Homilies. G'day. Good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Wherever good you're. Night. Well, thank you very much. We'll see you again next week. <laughs> Peace out. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode thirteen. Goodness, oh. episode thirteen. That's that's right. And what a blessing as we continue to dig deep into the the Word of God. I was thinking the other day, like we've been doing this podcast, I think for three years. I think maybe more. Gee, with is. with Danny initially. Um, I, it's just, it's, I, we've been through the whole cycle, like the three years. So if you go through the whole episode, like the a whole liturgical, there's nothing more we can add. I'm just thinking next, next episode, we should try something different. I don't know if I'm, <laughs> I'm opening a bag of worms here. Leave it to a me. A can of worms. My wild and wondrous mind can come up with something. <laughs> Maybe we'll have a season of Psalms or something else. Or something. Who knows? Yeah, I think we had, a, um, those of you who listened just a, a last week, a few weeks ago, we talked a, a little bit about the Psalms. We had... Um, Emma Fred, Emma Fred, and Peter Pelican. Yes, <laughs> there you go. You listened. <laughs> no, I did. Tick. Now nah, Emma's a good friend of mine. She's yes, got a of course. Beautiful heart of worship. So it was really cool to see her share with honesty. Yes, and I thought, wow. After listening to that of the Psalms, I thought maybe we should do a season about the Psalms. Well, I'll bring it to Alyssa, and then I might She's get told off. She's the real. She's boss, the producer. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I just, uh, yeah, we just listened um, in obedience. That's it. That's it. What is good? Have you had, have you had a highlight? Something good happened this week? Oof. I discovered how to make my own roti bread. Oh yes, and if you know me well, you know I am a terrible cook. So um, I've mm. learned how to make one thing, and I will make it repeatedly. So. <laughs> it's like me. I made I made chicken two days ago, and I've been eating it three three days. Yes. It's like I just I I don't know, and it's really plain chicken with mushrooms. And now, now even the thought of mushrooms is making uh, me sick, you which I love. Yeah, You've which overdosed. I love. So so <laughs> you're gonna be eating roti all That's all week. It. You know, life is pretty wild when the highlight of your week is <laughs> roti. cooking roti bread. <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect to anyone who loves roti bread. Oh, and if you have any tips or want to send me some, I will gratefully receive it. But how's Very your week been? Well, good. My, my week is good. I'm always happy. I'm, it's just, it's always trying to <laughs> get my head around um, not traveling. This has been just, oh, I, I'm, I have been really, really happy. Two years, really, without traveling, as opposed to like being on a plane all the time. But now, like it's the last week, two weeks, I've been missing traveling, like mm. missing being with people out there. But uh, anyway, it will happen soon and it will happen fast. Mm. They have announced as well that they're opening borders, bring international borders. Bring it on. First I thing, I'm going to see my family. Yes. I haven't seen them for two years. So I that. will put you before myself <laughs> in a line. <laughs> you deserve to see your family. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I'm excited. But anyway, my last time I hinted at it, but my sister is pregnant and she's <gasps> due on the 25th of December. So that's due. So I'm really, really excited. I'm going the week after, though. I don't oh, want to arrive. Right. 
because my mother will be at conflict with, with <laughs> who oh. to give the attention to. I know she'll give it to the baby <laughs> instead of me. But <laughs> You've got your priorities straight, yeah. I see. That's great. Yeah, that's right. So well, let me give the baby a week of attention and then look at me. Does, then does, me. <laughs> does your mum do the thing where she cooks all your favourite food when you go home? Oh, my goodness. Yes, oh, absolutely. And best. every day I love it, yes. But I can't eat a lot of food because I'm gluten intolerant, so I end up... Anyway, <laughs> let's jump. I'm very sad <laughs> and I'm very happy. Okay, so let's. I think let's go to the gospel. I, I think that's reckon. a long intro. We did right there. But today's gospel taken from the gospel of Mark. Mark, we love Mark. It's the sort of extended um, passion of Jesus. So it's all about suffering. Um, but here we talk about Jesus taking his disciples towards the cross and they still do not get it but anyway surprise 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 well, no surprises there <laughs> let's let's hear it so this reading is from mark 10 verses 35 to 45 then james and john the sons of zebedee came to him teacher they said we want you to do for us whatever we ask what do you want me to do for you he asked they replied Let one of us sit at your right hand and the other left in your glory. You don't know what you're asking, Jesus said. Can you drink from the cup I drink or be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with? We can, they answered. Jesus said to them, you will drink the cup I drink and be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with. But to sit at my right hand or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared When the ten heard about this, they became indignant with James and John. Jesus called them together and said, You know that those who are regarded as rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be the first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Gotta love Mark. Mark is um, just doesn't hide the mess of the apostles. Um, as compared, there's this very same story. This isn't unique to, to Mark. This is, for example, in Matthew. But in Matthew, the conversation's a bit different. It's not the disciples that are asking to be on the right or the left. In the book of Matthew, it's, it's the mother, Salome, Salami. Salome, <laughs> Salome, who's asking, or Salome, who's asking to um, to put their son on the left and the right. But here, Mark is presenting the apostles messed up, warts and all, saying, "Hey, um, look, look at the, this mess that God has chosen, and God has set these ordinary men to to set to change the world." And Guess what? Yes, he actually did change the world with with these ambitious, selfish, um, sort of uh, misguided um, men um, who who had no idea what Jesus was on about all of this time. And doesn't that bring hope to us all? Yes, <laughs> nothing me. has changed. <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> exactly, and yeah, what, what a journey. Yeah, yeah. It's um it's a great little um, scripture to unpack, and I think sometimes because we can really um, box this idea of service into a bit of a cliche. Like mm. again, it's one of those drums that we beat on, and we forget actually 
what it means to really grapple and unpack what it means to serve. So um, I think what Jesus is not saying in this scripture is, is really important to highlight as well. He's not telling them don't aspire to be great. Yes. That's not the point. Um, he does distinguish between kinds of greatness, and I think we'll talk about that a bit later. But really what Jesus is saying in this scripture to the disciples is that he's revealing that the only way to greatness, paradoxically, is by being humble, is mm. by imitating his self-emptying love. And that looks like service. Like that's as simple as it is. If you want to be great, serve. You know, but it's, it's not so simple in the practice. It doesn't sound like something you you know want to buy into all the time. Um, and it was interesting reflecting on that because I was thinking, gosh, like this mentality of service should be our only experience of um, of Christianity, of Christian mm. community, of Christians is these people who are marked by the extraordinary way that they're willing to serve, the extraordinary way that we're different to the world in that we do put other people before ourselves, that that all that we do is is for the service, for the um, upbringing, for the, the life give, mm. for the life that we bring to other people. So, um, But it's like... That's a romantic idea in a sense because it isn't the reality. Totally, is it? totally. I and mean, I wanted to ask you that question because I was I called myself out. I was, you know, sounded like I was building a bit of a soap opera in my head or <laughs> what it is. But like, gosh, that moment where either yourself or, or someone that you know has had an experience where either like they've had a very poor experience of church or a very confronting experience of another Christian yes. that hasn't been one of service, that's been quite the opposite. Well, what do you do then? Yeah, look, I, 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 first of all, it is the church is made up of, of messed up people. It's mm-hmm. made up of people who, in, in many ways, who want to serve, but there's always that wrestle with God. Okay, I think, but here's where it becomes dangerous. It becomes dangerous and, in a sense, unforgivable. And this is the when I, I use the word cautiously because I talk about the, the sin, the unforgivable sin. And the unforgivable sin is that where you don't ask for forgiveness, where you're not ready to change, where you're not ready to to move forward. And this is, I believe, very prevalent, very dangerous, very common in the church because we can use the excuse of serving the Lord and substitute the service of the Lord with fellowship with the Lord. And I say this again out of my own experience, that we spend so much time talking about Jesus that we substitute that. We think, no, I don't need to spend time talking to Jesus yeah. and listening to Jesus. And this is where our hearts become hard. And when I talk, I'm not talking about prayer. I'm also talking about listening to people, listening to Jesus in the people. It's not my way or the highway. It's about, wait, hold on, Jesus. You might be talking to me through this widow putting in a shilling into the, into the basket, you know, to use the scriptural example. You might be the person who's uh, who's the, the beggar at, at the door holding up the sign. You know, who am I to say that God is going to speak? Mm. In, in First of all, in a conventional way, but how many times, this is the question I ask myself, how many times have I missed the will, the heart, the direction of the Lord because I wasn't ready to listen, because I thought that Jesus worked in a certain way, even through my ordination or through my priesthood or through the fact that I have authority at, uh, at, in the ministry and things like that. And at the end of the day, I think if we are not listening to God, we're not listening to others. Mm-hmm. 
then we're, we're, we're messing up. And I, I yeah, I think that's probably um, it's it's a bit depressing but but also realistic is maybe the the biggest lesson I learned particularly in my years on voluntary mission but also working for the church is that people are going to fail you that yes. Christians are not exempt from failing you they will because they're not God mm. because we're not perfect and that's should not ever be used as a get out of jail free card yes. or you know if you've been wronged you know you should never be made to feel guilty for feeling hurt Ever. But what I will say, I suppose speaking from personal experience, is what's been really helpful for me. I've had lots of great experiences and encounters with Christians, with Catholics, with the Catholic Church. I've also had some really hard ones. But I think for me, just practically having a really um, small group of just my peeps, of the people who get me, who can listen to me, mm. sit with me, not even give me advice. Because sometimes there is no advice. Yes. Someone's had a really hard encounter with the church or another catholic what do you say to that that's yeah. that's terrible yeah. but um yeah just people who can journey with you through that i think is, is so important and again not that it's a get out of jail free card but just remembering that um, just because people fail it doesn't change god's vision for for christianity which is to go out into the world and be bearers of his love yes um, and 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 we will fail but, but sometimes we won't fail and, and this God is can why, use us. And this is why, like, for example, when it comes to my stuff and working with people, I, I, God forbid, God forbid, and God have mercy if they serve this ministry because of me, you know? Mm. Um, and it's always, you serve Jesus, because I promise you one thing. I can not promise you much, but I can promise you one thing, is that I'm going to disappoint you <laughs> if you're going to serve and do things for me. Because any priest, any leader, you, Justine, a- everyone else, we're a human and we're messed up and we're broken. And Peter, James, John, Mark, these were all messed up people. And just talking about this James and John walking up this road and and this full of entitlement and probably the other apostles and like someone were thinking, wait, hold on, these guys are the ones who are closest to Jesus. They were the ones, the, they were the BFFs of Jesus, you know? <laughs> They and and they are the ones talking about. Wait, hold on, you guys, you, the rest of you apostles, you're going to serve me. I'm going to be on the right, and I'm going to be on the left. We're going to be on the left of Jesus. So, and that sense of entitlement because of their human experiences, because of their humanity. Yeah. One, maybe they were brought up in affluence, and um, their father we know had, um, I don't know, they had servants that would serve them, and so maybe they were entitled all of their lives, and that was that baggage was brought to the service of Jesus, and this is how it is in the kingdom of God. My baggage, everyone else's baggage who serves, doesn't come, and all of a sudden, once you're lying down ordination or once you're appointed to a certain position within a ministry, all of a sudden you're, you're superhuman, you're holy. No, I mean, it could be kind of cool if that could be yeah, it, imagine. but I think that God works with us. Um, yeah, it's good good to just get real about it. I also just wanted to get real about what is service? Like, you know, a lot of my life is not in lived out in very extraordinary contexts. Like I'm not up on stages. I, you know, so what does service look like? And I was just trying to reflect on, on how we can be marked by this um, Jesus service that he that he's calling us to. So what does it look like? I think it looks like making time for people. Mm. You know, I, I can actually do that, but that seems yes. achievable. Um, it looks like not having cliques, you know, where groups exclude other people, like always leaving room to welcome in someone new. It looks like giving your time to meaningful things, you know. It looks like not reserving the best 
exclusively for yourself, but actually being a bit radical and sharing that out with other people. It looks like not judging. It looks like noticing other people's needs and and taking initiative to just respond, to not wait for someone else to do it, to just do it yourself. And sometimes it looks like doing something for someone else when it's inconvenient for you. That That is, you know, a, a drop in the ocean of what acts of service that Jesus is calling us can look like in everyday real life and in everyday real ways build the kingdom of God. Yes, and again, Christian leadership, all of this is, it's about Jesus, isn't it? Mm-hmm. it, it it's about um, sharing in his cup of blessing, but also being baptized in his suffering. And I, again, I love, I love, I love this scripture. This We miss out of so often when we don't study the scripture, when we don't know the scripture. And again, this is why I think this podcast is so good, because you miss out on the best bits if you don't know, <laughs> if you don't know what Jesus was saying here, like it, uh, straight after uh, he confronts um, James and John. He says this, are you ready to drink of the same cup? Are you ready to be baptized of the same baptism as me? And we could just read on and think nothing of that. But to drink of the same cup of someone, first of all, Jesus wasn't the one who invented sharing the cup at the Last Supper. This was done at every um, minister would share the cup. Everyone who was important would share the cup with with the people, with his servants. Like if your boss invited you for, uh, for, for a Christmas dinner, he'd take his glass of wine and he'd pass it around and you'd think, oh my goodness, coronavirus. I, I literally was <laughs> like, is that sanitized? <laughs> exactly. But that's the way it was done. Why? Because you see the host was the one who acknowledged the blessing of God in his life, in her life. And she would hold, he would hold the cup and say, God has blessed me and he's blessed me to overflow. And you know what? I'm going to share this blessing with you. And so he'd pass the cup of blessing Mm. around the room, around the table to share of the same blessing. So Jesus asks him, asks James and John, hey, do you want, do you think we can share of the same cup? Are you ready to receive blessings from me? And they said, sure, of course, Jesus. Yes, of course. And then Jesus says, but also, hold on, are you ready to go through the same batizane, the same baptism as me? Now, to the batizane, the, the, the word b- baptism means to disappear, to be immersed, to be submersed. And you can be submersed in, in hatred, in pain, in suffering, in death. It's to disappear. It's no longer I who lives, St. Paul says, but Christ who lives in me. And that's the symbol of baptism. Mm-hmm. That's why we used to have the immersion. We used to go down three steps completely immerse ourselves before we started the sprinkling and the 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 uh, it, it sort of pouring the water over but it used to be you disappear in the water and then you come up basically naked you go down take off your clothes naked go down immerse and then you come up and you're given a white garment that you're born in Christ but what's he telling them there hey you're sharing the cup with me the blessing but also you're going to share are you ready to share in the suffering yes and you've said this before but uh, terrible marketing approach. Yes. <laughs> you know, usually those sort of um, less amicable or less um, lovely sort of um, parts of joining a club are put in like size two font at the bottom yeah. as a disclaimer. And <laughs> disclaimer. You kind of gloss over that, but oh, don't focus on that. Here's everything you'll get. But what I um, what I love about God is many things, yeah. but what I um, what makes me want to seek God with my whole heart is the fact that he doesn't, lie to us no he doesn't 
ever claim or, or preach that if you follow me, it's going to be smooth sailing. If you follow me, it comes with all these benefits. You know, mm-hmm. you never once do we hear Jesus say that. Rather, he's always very quick to accompany the, the message of hope with the message of reality. You know, yes. but are you willing to go there with me? And so, of course, knowing Jesus has been the single most, oh gosh, like life-changing, meaningful, fulfilling thing I've ever done. And anything I've ever done in search of God has brought me deep satisfaction. But mm. it has also brought me great suffering. To be Christian is to be marked with Jesus Christ. And in this world, to be marked with Jesus Christ it's it's not always uh, a favorable thing and so there will be suffering sometimes you will have to make hard decisions that are countercultural because you're christian mm-hmm. you know or you might be ridiculed there is a suffering that does come even today as christians today and it might not look like going to the cross literally mm-hmm. but our little crosses every day sure so in a weird way but in a way that i can respect because it's honest um Jesus doesn't beat around the bush. It's it's his, no. he lays down his whole life for us to see. And not only does he offer them suffering, as we know what happened was when Jesus died, so did James. James was beheaded. He was killed with the sword. Acts twelve verse two wow. says that. And and John, we know, suffered his whole life, and he um, he lived the martyrdom. Of, of life, which is sometimes harder as well than than dying than dying, and some people w- would know that. But you see, Jesus not only he promised blessing, but they did have blessing. You know, James is a saint. You know, he's living eternity. The yeah. benefits are out of this world, to use the cliche word. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's just incredible. Yes, the benefits certainly outweigh the suffering. But please don't don't fool yourself in thinking that that. Um, the, uh, a life with Jesus is comfortable. And this is what Jesus was trying to explain to, to James and John, that it's not about who's sitting on my left and who's sitting on my right. It's at the end of the day, you're going to share. Yes, you're going to. Be, there's no left and right in the kingdom of God. We're all equal. We're all seated at the, seated at the same table. Your cup is going to be so overflowing that you don't need to be seated anywhere else but in my presence. But also to get there, to get there, you need to be poured out also as a libation. You, you, your, your cup has to be poured out as well mm. um, for others, not only for yourself, but for others. This is where the life of service, I'm, I might be getting too theological here, <laughs> but yeah, and mystical. <laughs> but, but this Are is you it. levitating? <laughs> no, I'm on a stool. <laughs> Uh, on a very different note, I suppose, or not even, actually, I take that back, backspace. Yeah. Um, I would love to talk a little bit about greatness because I think what the scripture does without being explicit is really it's talking about what greatness looks mm. like. Um, and I think essentially at the heart of this scripture is a deep clarification about what this what worldly greatness is and what God-given greatness is. And so I really want to talk about that because our desire to be great to live in greatness is, you know, one of the deepest desires of our hearts because it was actually put there by God. So mm-hmm. he wants us to strive for greatness. And um, Emeritus Pope Benedict XVI, I think I said that right. Mm-hmm. I feel like I always get the Emeritus <laughs> in the wrong spot. Um, but there's a quote that I love. It says, the world offers you comfort, but you are not made for comfort. You were made for greatness. So God wants greatness for you. But God's greatness, a greatness that glorifies God when we live it and experience it. So we should all want to discover our full potential. We should all want to discover our gifts and, you know, 
create and pursue opportunities to grow and to serve. Why? Because when we use our gifts, when we grow as a person, it brings glory to God. Um, even when we might not get it 100% perfect, which I think is the best part. Um, but we can make Jesus known. And you don't just have to be doing churchy things or be on mission or do ministry to live this greatness. Like who you are today, if you're a mum, a dad, you might be you know, in accounting or a lawyer or a cleaner or unemployed or at uni or at high school, who you are today and what you have today um, – is, is how Jesus wants you to show up in greatness. But yes. I will say, um, I used to think that greatness was like something I had to like work towards. It was like a future thing that I had to, you know, obtain. Mm-hmm. That I, you know, if I was wise enough, been on the journey enough, maybe had a degree in theology, that one day in the future that I could experience what it meant to be great. But greatness is an invitation today yes. from God. Today. And just to very quickly clarify that greatness um, it's not glitzy and glam either. And I think it's so important to define what greatness is. Mm-hmm. It can feel very ordinary to do the great. And you might not get anything in return when you do the great. It might feel fantastic, mm-hmm. but it might not. And you might get something in return, but you might not. Um, but but, it, but that's what living out yes. God's given greatness is. And that's what greatness ultimately is. It's about pouring yourself out in love. And even though it's impossible, it's humanly impossible, you're you're able to do it because of the greatness of God. So you are called to greatness, not because you're called to be anything better than anyone else, but you're called to greatness because the more you surrender to God, uh, the greater you become. That's it. And because you were called to greatness simply because God is great. Yes. And And so we share in his greatness. Yes. Yep. And you don't need a stage. No, you your don't need a messy stage. kitchen with your children, that's your stage. Pots and pans. That's it. Or like changing diapers, nappies. That, that's <laughs> it. Or me just being an ordinary young woman, being a friend to others yes. or walking past someone in need. That's my stage. If you're looking for a stage, that's it. Your life exactly. is your is God's stage. When I, when I think about even like people often ask me, tell me what's the greatest part of of your ministry what's the greatest part of your life working with justine on the podcast exactly that's, and that's over you Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> but many people think oh it's the time you sang for the pope what's the time you sang this the time you did that the time you signed a record deal and I, these things don't even come to mind you know yeah. the greatest moments are those moments where i go to hospital to the hospice and i have to anoint someone who's dying and I get to be there the moment they take their last breath. The moment where I get to be with a couple who are getting married. You know, the moment where I have to walk through uh, with a couple who are going through an annulment, who going through divorce. And yet I get to be there in that mess. Yep. For me, as a presence where I, very often I'm lost for words. For me, those moments where I have nowhere to point. I have no answers except to point to the one who has the answers, and that's Jesus. For me, those those are the greatest moments. Those are moments of greatness. Not standing on stages. Those not not not, not releasing records. That's great. Those are accessories. But at the end of the day, it's about loving people, pouring yourself out for people. Amen. Amen. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and learning more about your faith, have you considered enrolling into our online courses? FRG Ministry online courses cover teaching, 
devotional and practical elements of the Catholic faith to help individuals, teachers, students and parishes across the world grow in their faith and understanding of the Catholic Church and their relationship with Jesus Christ. All courses include high-definition videos with expert and engaging speakers, testimonies from everyday Catholics and downloadable content including interactive PDF guides, prayer cards and phone wallpapers. Online courses from FRG Ministry are also accredited for professional development for Catholic education staff in Australia. Titles include Knowing Mary, School of Prayer, Pentecost and the Holy Spirit, Introduction to the Bible and more, with new courses being added regularly. For more information about enrolment and subscription options, head to courses.frgministry.com. It's time for the Mystery Box. You know what time it is. (laughs) This mystery box is becoming more difficult every week. It's really awesome. How how long have uh, we been in in Melbourne? How long have we been in lockdown? Oh, 77 years. (laughs) That's right. um, Over 250, 260, 270. I don't want to smile. Whenever people say I'm not smiling. I know, but but, um, let's put it in the context of the mystery box, okay? (laughs) Shops have been closed. It is difficult. So the only place now where we can buy stuff is from our local supermarket, which is the same supermarket that you go to that everyone else goes to. That's it. Not that it's the same one, but the same brand, you know? That's right. So this is really hard. We're 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 gonna pull out the vegetables and fruits. <laughs> yeah, that's right, just, broccoli. Yeah, <laughs> all so, right. But you so managed the, to find something. I think so. Well, here's it. You have to guess what it is, okay. and then. Ooh la la! <laughs> Shiny and sparkles. Got some. Um, look, I feel like I know what these are. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got some psychedelic little mice toys. Yay! Which I imagine. Would be part of your figurine collection? Nah. <laughs> are these um, animal toys? They are animal. Ah. They're, they're cat toys. They're kind of creepy cat toys. You, they know? Are, they you don't know whether to look too closely. There was one which was really realistically looked like a mouse. And I yeah, thought that wow. I wasn't too sure. How does Gozo go with <laughs> No, mice? he's not interested. Has he ever killed anything? Yeah, he caught a bird mid, mid-flight. Oh, was it a magpie? Mid-flight? Mid-flight. No, I mean, he wasn't mid-flight. Oh, the bird wasn't mid-flight. I thought, wow, that's impressive. <laughs> of course Gozo can fly. So he just caught it. Well, it was, I don't know. I must have been injured. In its I'm going to take Gozo with me anytime I go for a walk and that <laughs> magpie <laughs> approaches. Today I was walking along a main road and there were two magpies. And they swooped. And I looked like the biggest freak because I was like looking over <laughs> my shoulders. <laughs> you wouldn't be because people know what you're on about. They're not yeah. like... Free entertainment, free entertainment. They, they, they know, yeah, that we go through this. Three, two, one. It's time for Saint me a picture. Saint, Saint Ignatius of Antioch. Not <laughs> That's right, everyone, of Antioch. <laughs> not to be confused with. Because I googled Saint Ignatius of Loyola. Saint Ignatius of Loyola. Difference. Oh, ha- half. Uh, That's half the first fact. There's a difference between Saint Ignatius. <laughs> See, I've helped. I've contributed. There's exactly. a difference between Saint and um, Ignatius Saint of Igna- Antioch. <laughs> Saint Antioch of Ignatius. Oh, stop. Saint and and Saint Ignatius of Loyola. Yes. But we're doing Antioch today. That's right, everybody. <laughs> That's right, Father Rom. Antioch isn't where? Where is Antioch? Syria. Syria. There you go. So we pray for Syria as well, especially at this yes. moment. The most un peaceful place really over the last few years in the world so oh, Lord, uh, just missed. yeah so um he was born there converted be became a bishop 
very, very famous for his letters that he wrote against um, her- heretics, heresies, mm-hmm. and also encouraging... Didn't like hairy people. <laughs> <laughs> hairy seeds. <laughs> waters. Waters without hair. <laughs> okay. And... Uh, no. Sorry. I'll <laughs> shut up now. No, they, they, this is what happens when you don't do your research. <laughs> you I'll be okay. quiet. No, actually... Justine did do her research and she has some good points. So, Yes. Um, there's very little he's actually known about his life because he lived so long ago. But um, in the year 107, the emperor demanded that he publicly speak out against the faith and he refused. As a bishop, like he's saying. He was a bishop because mm. he followed in the footsteps of... Um, St. John the Evangelist. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, he didn't know that. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, so he, he did. We, yeah, so, so okay. he, he um, filled his shoes. Um, but yeah, refused to publicly speak out against the faith. And because of that, um, was sentenced to die um, by being killed by lions in the Colosseum. And many people like loved him and he was a very big public figure. So even people who were non-Christians loved him. Yep. And so they tried to contest and say, hey, no, let him go, let him go, let him go. But wow. what did he say? He wanted to die. He said, don't don't hold back. Don't be kind to me because he wanted to be face-to-face with God. He wanted to enter into eternal life. Martyrdom. And yeah. it was, it's, it's an honour. It was an honour. It's an honour. I, I can't really understand that, to be honest. Like, yeah. I'm too selfish to be a martyr. I'm just thinking, like, I don't know, during my ordination. It's like, uh, I'll be thinking, if someone shoots me, I think, you're going to dirty my clothes. So oh. <laughs> during my ordination, I went to lay down. You know, you lie prostrate on the floor. Yes. And the whole time, the, that's usually the most beautiful moment. They pray the whole litany of you, and usually, like priests wake up at that moment they're just all in tears and wow. it's just, all i could think about at that moment was the carpet underneath me was red oh, and i'm thinking this is gonna stain my alb oh. this is gonna dirty my alb and so when i got up the first thing i looked was to see if my alb was red oh gosh which is also the color of martyrdom that's right so there's a <laughs> but he wanted he wanted to this baptism what they call baptism by blood okay so to to lay his life down because he, in a sense he knew that if he died for christ he was guaranteed heaven with 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 god so i sort of it's he was thinking like this is a good bargain mm-hmm. my life here for eternal life there wow good deal wow i've got a long way to go oh to, my goodness to be up so there much with yeah that. I'm, not, I'm not ready for that yeah <laughs> i'm yeah it's just uh, i don't know i don't know maybe one day god god's grace i'll, I'll be ready to to die for for the kingdom of god but uh, honestly i i have the greatest admiration for these saints mm. And the grace comes at that moment. Sometimes we say that, but who, who knows? Eh? That's it. God's grace is enough at the moment that we need. And this is one of the prayers we often pray to Mary. You say, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Because that's the, the time where we're given. We need that extra grace. Mm-hmm. The production of this podcast would not be possible without the support of our donors and ministry partners. If you've been blessed by this podcast, please consider supporting this ministry financially by making a one-off donation or becoming an FRG ministry partner from just $5 per month, as well as enabling FRG ministry to impact hearts across the world through the creation of online resources and outreach programs. As an FRG ministry partner, you will have access to our rewards program, where you can receive exclusive benefits and content to help you continue to grow in your relationship with Jesus. For more information about becoming an FRG ministry partner, head to frgministry.com slash donate.
Topic of the week. Topic of the week. What does it mean to be a true Christian leader? Suspicious. Don't dun, dun, be suspicious. Dun. Don't. Be <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that came to my mind. <laughs> Love it. What does it mean to be a true Christian leader? What do you reckon? I think that um, again, this is another one of these buzzwords mm. that we can say and hear so many times, and it loses its meaning. But I know that we've all either had a really good experience of a Christian leader, or perhaps a not so great experience, and so. Um, I reflected on one of my good experiences of someone who's really inspired me in their Christian leadership. But can you break it down, like in a really real? Well, I'd, first of all, don't again be disillusioned to think that Christian leader is someone like a priest or a nun or someone leading a community. To be a Christian leader is to be a good mum, to be a good dad, That's to be a good it. Catholic, um, a single person, like you to were be saying, a good uh, kid. To be a good kid, exactly. So that's leadership at school through your example, through things. But I think it requires a few things for you to be a good Christian leader. And let's talk about a few points that I've come up with. And I, before we talked about, um, we've talked a lot about Christian leaders, but I think there are five things that I'd like to bring up that are, um, that are quite important. The first thing, the first most important thing for a Christian leader is for a Christian to be in love with love. Love personified, in love with Jesus, okay? So you cannot give what you do not receive, what you do not have. So a Christian should not be, it's exhausting. It's exhausting to serve people out of effort. We as Christians, as a Christian leader, are called to love out of overflow of the love that we receive. Mm -hmm. So if you're a mama and you're exhausted, you're tired and you don't know how are you going to love your husband? And uh, husband, I don't know how I'm going to go back from work and I'm going to deal with, with all the hassle at home and a, a, a student who's finding it hard to go back to school and to love the, the people that they don't have patience for. Well, spend time with Jesus. Let Jesus yeah. hug you. Let Jesus love you. Mm -hmm. Because you cannot find the strength to love if you do not yourself allow yourself to be loved by love. Totally. It's so funny because... Um my mum, it's not funny at all, actually. It's quite impressive. My mum and dad, obviously, I have one of five kids. And um, as I've been getting older and my siblings are having children, they say to my mum, like, how on earth did you have five kids? Mm. And they came to Australia when she had three and so had two other kids in a brand new country. And she said, God and a lot of screaming, <laughs> you know. But honestly, she's, she just puts it down to the grace of God. She cannot remember how she got through it other than putting it all down to God. And I saw my parents, I witnessed them yes. praying together and always saying like, it's not always this simple, it's a bit cliche, but family that prays together stays together. Yes. But, witnessing, but it's true. That's it's it. true because, and sorry for interrupting, that, no, but I, for I, when you think about this, I think about even so many like priests as well who who... It's difficult to love, it's difficult to serve, but also how easy it is to stop spending time with love because you're spending time talking about love, you're oh, doing, totally. doing, serving. And a parent to const constantly give, 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 and you're giving out of an empty tank, out of an empty yeah. jar, and eventually you, you're going to crack and you're going to break down and you're going to scratch people and you're going to hurt people mm -hmm. through that broken jar. So, again, your mom, you know, like spending time with love, praying together, staying together, that is the overflow. Out of that, we don't have strength. Amen. The second thing is humility. Know who you are before God. Know who God think, how God thinks of you. God thinks highly of you. He doesn't think lowly of you. He thinks highly of you. And in your, in your 
warts and all, to use the words we used before, God has called you to greatness. God has called you to serve. But point it back to God. Point, point others back to yourself. I, as a priest, don't have all the answers. I don't. You, as a parent, don't have all the answers. You, as a single person, don't have all the answers. But, again, you know someone who does. That's it. That's it. And I think it's important to remind ourselves on the daily that it's not about you. And there's a scripture in um, Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 4, 5, that says our message is not about ourselves. It is about Jesus Christ as the Lord. We are your servants for his sake. Mm. It's not about us. He's given us a message to take into this world, but it's to bring him glory. Again, beautiful. And again, don't forget, this is your call as a as a leader within a family, within a leader at home, at school, everywhere you are. Mm-hmm. It's not about being on the stage, the, being a Christian leader. The third thing is correcting truth. This is painful. Mm-hmm. It's standing up for truth. Where there is evil, it's not to judge people, it's not to condemn people, not condemnation, but conviction. It's about speaking truth with love, not letting things go by that you know are leading people to their own destruction or leading to the injustice and the destruction of others. So standing up for the broken, speaking out in truth when you need to. Yes, yes. And I think that that's um, more broadly put, you have to be the one, the one who goes first, the one who takes risks, the one who you puts yourself on the line, the, the one who practices what you preach. If you want to be a true Christian leader, you got to be the one. Yes, not okay. to be, stake, me, be mistaken with being a keyboard warrior, though, oh. with someone who puts people down <laughs> and condemns people. Of course, Speaking of course. truth. But it's about listening and consulting and building and, and, and make, leading people to sanctity, to sainthood, speaking truth with love. That's it. But that takes a lot of guts, a lot of courage, because you think, oh, someone else could do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it sure. would be easier if someone else oh did goodness. it. Someone yes. else can have that hard conversation. You have that conversation. Actually, mm. what if God's asking you to have that conversation mm. or journey with that hard person? Or mm. Sometimes, yeah, it's just uh, it's so much more comfortable to stay quiet yes. and to stay out of it. But speak also with wisdom, the importance of wisdom as well. Okay, number four uh, that I thought of is integrity. Being a person, integrity to be integral, to be on, on what is on the inside is on the outside. Now, none of us are truly inter- people of integrity because even St. Paul says it's the old man chasing the new man. Mm-hmm. Constant wrestle that we have with God, what is inside and what we say, practicing what we preach. A person of integrity is a person who's working on their holiness as well as building the holiness in others. You as a father, you're building the holiness of your children, but make sure you're spending time investing in your own holiness as well, your own prayer time, your own death to self, your own self-control. And whoever you are, wherever you are, again, as a student or whatever, even as a priest, you know, make sure it's so easy to tell people how to be holy without working on your own holiness. That's it. And you know what? As a priest, I can tell you this. It is consoling. You think, ah, I've done my work today for the Lord. I've told people how to be holy, but then I'm living in sin. Then I'm, I'm not spending time with Jesus. Then I'm not working on my own holiness. So be a person of integrity. That's it. The first person you're preaching to is yourself. Yes. Good to remind yourself. That's exactly right. And number five um, is that I have here is follow God's will. God, what do you want? Try and listen. Listen to the voice of God be directed, and to build the kingdom of God. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I'll be striving for a little while to get all those right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me too. So none of us, none of us are perfect. Um, we all mess up and that's 
the way God loves us uh, people on a journey. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for, for, for joining us. Please give us a review. Tell your people about this podcast. We want people to be encouraged to, to grow in this. Contact us. Um, go to frgministry.com forward slash podcast. All the information is there. frgministry.com forward slash podcast. I'm not going to give you a list this time. I'm going to say it again. frgministry.com forward slash podcast. All the information there. Thank you so much. God bless you. And we will see you. You will see us again next week. Hear us again next week. Adios. Adios. Ci vediamo.